0: You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast, aka Murph here to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week, we'll get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder... Why haven't I done that yet? This week, meet Aria Sabiti. He stumbled upon gravel by chance when him and his wife-to-be saw a poster for a bike race in their community. That race turned into quite an adventure, and both of them were hooked. He even started a local club called Iowa Gravel Gang, and rides weekly on Iowa gravel roads. He also participates in some pretty epic races across the U.S., like Rebecca's Private Idaho and Gravel Worlds in Nebraska. Aria explains why he loves gravel. It's just you, the bicycle, and the road with the simple sounds of gravel and the miles of wide open countryside. You can see his adventures on YouTube as well as Instagram under the name Iowa Gravel Gang. A quick note, if you're listening to this episode in November or December of 2022, you can participate in the Morphology 200-Mile Winter Challenge, especially if you need some inspiration to stay active once cold weather moves in. The link is simplymerphologypodcast.com slash 200-Mile Winter Challenge, or check out the show notes for the link. So here's Aria. Well, I would like to welcome Aria to the podcast. How's it going?
1: Not bad at all. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, the pleasure of being here. Uh, so I'm excited to have a chat with you.
0: Yes, me too. So you are known on Instagram as Iowa Gravel Gang. and I have been following you for quite some time. And every time I see one of your posts, I'm always like, oh my gosh. I got to add that to the bucket list or he, why is he suffering on all of these super steep climbs? And then I'm like, Oh my gosh, look at the scenery. So I'm talking to you in real life right now, but I talk to you a lot when I look at your, yeah. your Instagram posts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm glad uh, you you follow along. That's uh, yeah. quite, you know, I love the adventure part of it. So
0: Yeah. And definitely inspiring. The stuff that you post is very inspiring. Thank you.
1: I'm glad to hear that. You know, that's kind of why I share this uh, you know, on Instagram and YouTube and stuff. It's just, I just want you know people to get out there and yeah. have fun with all these adventures. Yeah. So That's yeah. why I'm overshare of
2: that.
0: Good. So you are on the yeah. podcast to specifically talk about being a gravel cyclist. Um, and of course, we'll get into some other things. But do you want to start out before we even get into that and maybe tell us where you live and what the cycling culture is like there?
1: Yeah, I, I I live in Iowa City. Uh, I would say probably one of the best gravel communities. I'm biased because I live here, um, <laughs> but it's just about a mile to the nearest gravel road from my house, which is you know pretty unique for you know a, a semi decent sized town. Yeah. But the gravel, uh, most of the Iowa City culture here is kind of laid back. More you could when you see these guys on bicycles and girls. Uh, you definitely know that uh, these are gross cyclists. It's just laid back, mm-hmm. and it's all about fun fi- fi- on the bicycle. That's really the vibe that you get around here.
0: Yeah, and I can also agree with you. I've done many, many miles down in the Iowa City area, um, which for those of you who don't know that, Iowa City is located in Iowa. And um, the, you know, I've said it many times, we don't have mountains here. But I think that the trail builders have done an excellent job of providing us with unique experiences on gravel, on single track, on all of it.
1: Absolutely. I I feel like we're really fortunate. Yes, like you pointed out, we don't have the mountains, but the accessibility to even mountain biking uh, within the city limits is just really uh, something unique and special.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how many gravel miles exist in Iowa, but somebody made a T-shirt or a sweatshirt that literally is a map. I think it was actually the guys over at Bike Iowa. It's a map of the state of Iowa, and it's almost completely colored in with uh, gravel routes. It is spectacular. Yeah,
1: It is unique i actually own that shirt
0: oh do you Uh, really
1: (laughs) yeah i do uh and i think they they say it is close to a hundred thousand miles worth of like gravel roads oh Uh, man yeah which is just epic epic.
0: yes okay so have you always (laughs) been a gravel cyclist
1: not really no i actually stumbled upon gravel by accident uh i just met my now wife and you know we love biking but we just really kind of bike in the city. Were primarily road riders, and we went uh, to the bike shop and we saw this sign um, saying there was a local race. Uh, it's, uh, it's called IIC Gravel. I-, I see Gravel, but it's called ICCG now. Mm-hmm. Um, it-, it was it was 60 miles, and it was gonna be in gravel. I was like, well, I mean, how hot could you know 60 miles be? So <laughs> so so we signed up, right? We signed up. And as anybody that rides gravel, it rained the, the whole day before and the whole night, uh, you know, before the race. So we get there, it's still raining. We decide, well let's, let's we paid money to be here, yeah, so let's, do it let's, anyway. ride, let's let's do it anyway. Uh, keep in mind I never cycled anything over twenty five miles.
0: Oh my um, goodness. And and yeah. rarely on gravel.
1: Exactly. So I was like, well, you know, 60 miles, you know, you you know, triple the distance, and you'd be good to go. And uh, I didn't know anything about nutrition on a bicycle because if you're riding within the city, you could just stop and grab something to eat pretty easily. Uh, so all I had on my bike was water, and mm. we embarked on a 60-mile <laughs> uh, gravel race. Mm. And I quickly found out, you know, 25 miles in, um, I, I was totally bunked, both of my right legs locked up completely
0: oh no i couldn't
1: un- i couldn't unclip and i fell over on the side out in the middle of i somewhere and this lady the property owner comes out running, and think oh this guy is dying in front of my yard <laughs> so she she's like oh my god are you okay and, um, so you know i own nice you know she gave me water she had coca-cola uh there'd been some people i'd been riding with you know back and forth and they stopped and helped me they're like what's wrong? I'm like, my legs are all locked up. So they shared with me their salt. I actually made like six new long-term friends that day. Yeah. Like, well, we'll ride with you. We'll keep you out of trouble. Uh, long story short, it took me 10 hours to go 60 miles.
0: Oh, you finished it though.
1: Oh, I finished it. And wow. uh, we, we we even won for being in last place, you know? <laughs> we... <laughs> We got some uh, we got some presents uh, some prizes they give us at the end of the uh, <laughs> the event so yeah I like well this this was worth it so I was hooked after that,
0: which is amazing that you would say you're hooked because anybody who rides on gravel knows when it's raining it's a little bit more like mud and slug. you know like it's
2: absolutely it's
0: not a surface that. You know, it's a typical riding uh, your bike surface, so uh, I'm impressed.
1: (laughs) You know, there's something about, I think, you know, exceeding one's expectations on what you're capable of doing. Mm. Uh, And I think that's what really had me hooked was being able to, like, ride, you know, 40 miles more than I'd ever ridden. And being able to accomplish, it painfully, but yes. uh, it was able to be done.
0: <laughs> and uh, I, you don't have to answer this if you don't want. But is your wife still a gravel rider, or did she maybe say that was enough?
1: No, she's still a gravel rider. Oh, good, uh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in a way, she actually is the one that pushes me to yeah. uh, to, to keep riding. Uh, I, I love riding, but you know, when you ride with your senior other, you don't want to let them down. So you all... You know, you try to go the extra envelope uh, mile to, you know, to succeed. But yeah, she still rides. Uh, she's a big reason why I ride today.
0: Oh, that's excellent. And that's kind of an example of, what's it called, type two fun, where, you know, as you're living it, you're laying on the ground in front of somebody's house and you're eating salt tablets. You're like, why am I doing this? But I bet you, after a couple of days, you're like, woohoo. I am amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 fantastic, right? Yeah, you're cursing yourself, why did I sign up to do this? And, yeah, uh, but you know, I always tell people, it's like it's the stories we talk about afterwards. You yeah, know? So, uh, you know, otherwise there'll be no fun. Yes,
0: you know? exactly. No pain so helps
1: you appreciate. It.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we know, you know, your wife enjoys gravel with you. You made some great friends. Like, do you have a like? Are you able to define what you enjoy most about gravel riding, or is a little bit everything?
1: I would say, you know, and this might be really zoning into that particular point, but being on a wide open, and I've ridden everywhere, but I just love the gravel roads of Iowa, you know, the population's low, and getting on the roads and just the sound of gravel, you know, when you transition from pavement to gravel. Mm And just go miles and miles of wide open countryside. To me, it's so liberating. I don't have to worry about traffic, and for for a second, you're isolated from from the the rest of the world. A lot of times, you don't have good reception yeah. where you're riding, so you, you're not distracted by your phone. It's it's just you, the bicycle, and the road. I, I think that's my real number one thing of gravel. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. I was out on a gravel ride this past weekend and um, just with a handful of friends and there was a point when I got dropped. And so I was literally, you know, I could see him way up ahead. And I didn't even it didn't bother me at all because I was just like, look at the farmland. And, you know, these guys are harvesting their crops. And, you know, over here, it's a beautiful windmill. Like, so there's just so much to see. And uh, it wasn't like a, oh my gosh! I hope you know a big tractor doesn't run me down from behind because it's everything's just so peaceful out there.
1: Yeah, except the occasional farm dog that wants to say hi but doesn't know how to say hi.
0: Yes,
2: exactly. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But that's all part of the adventure.
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so at some point you decided to either invent or join or you know, decide that Iowa gravel gang needed to exist. Will you tell us what that's all about?
1: So Iowa gravel gang was born out of the, uh, the, the year that was 2020, uh, it, you know, we decided, well, we can't really, you know, do the big group rides, but, you know, we had a close network of friends. Like, well, let's, uh, let's start riding a lot of miles every weekend, uh, so, a few of my friends, we, we just decided to, you know, would, would I think that, yeah, we were doing a minimum of 80 miles uh, every Saturday or Sunday. Wow. Uh, yeah. And, and so it was my wife, a friend of mine, uh, his wife, and a couple other people. So we decided, like, you know what? Because we'll show up at this small town. They're like, oh, what? Are you guys some kind of gang? You know? <laughs> Because you go to all these small towns and, you know, you're showing up in Lycra. They're like, what's wrong with these people? Why are they dressed like this? Uh, But uh, so we're like, you know, we better come up with a name. Um, So we decided like, we know, we do gravel in Iowa. Let's be the Iowa gravel gang. Yeah. Uh, So (laughs) that's how that was born.
0: I love it. I love it.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And, you know. Saying that you are on a weekend ride and you try and do, you know, 80 some miles brings me to my next question. Um, As long as I've been following you as Iowa Gravel Gang, you are you're on some super epic gravel adventures. And, you know, you're you're documenting most of these races and rides and most of them seem to be super high mileage, which maybe it's just the ones that you video. But I'm always like, wait a minute. How is he doing this many, you know, like, what the heck? So what is it about endurance cycling that interests you? A quick interruption to tell you this week's podcast is sponsored by Lizard Lips Lip Balm. These great lip balms contain natural ingredients, come in a variety of flavors, and you can choose certified organic or balms with sun protection. Check it out at lizardlips.net. Now back to the show. You know, I
1: I think mainly... For me, you know, I played rugby in, in, in college, uh, in high school. And, you know, it was, you know it's a super, super long, uh, short event. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, it's physical, but, you have you know, the endurance part of the aspect actually gives you a whole insight in, in what the human body is capable of doing. So being able to go on these 100-plus mile rides, because if you think about it, it's like the way I try to tell people, it's like, you know, from Iowa city to Des Moines here in Iowa, you know, it's a hundred miles and in a car, it feels like it takes forever, mm-hmm. but just imagine doing that on a bicycle on a gravel road. Uh, it's such an epic journey. And I think it's the excitement of just covering those miles, yeah. um, and preparing and making sure if I have a mechanical, I can fix it's all the unknowns. I think that drove me to, to that cause even though you have trained, you never know how things are going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, the human body is very unique. So it's just the unknown. Sometimes it kind of draw me to keep going and doing these longer and longer um, adventures. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's something I have not tried yet, is to do Iowa City to Des Moines by gravel. So that is very intriguing to me.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, so... I've already, you know, in the early days of my gravel, you know, excursions, we used to do, you know, forty to fifty, and that was, you know, that was that's still a lot of miles on the gravel road. Yeah. Um, but my wife did uh, unbound gravel uh, in 2018, and I just remember being like, "Who rides 200 miles
2: on a gravel <laughs> bike?"
1: <laughs> and, and you know, I, I told myself about. I'm never going to ride 200 miles. That's just, you know, obnoxious. And I remember her crossing the line so depleted. And I was like, you know, well, maybe it's not so bad. <laughs> so I kind of took myself in and out of it for the longest time. And I was like, well, let me just give it a shot. Let's see how it goes. Um, so I decided to sign up.
2: Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. Tell us a little bit more about some of the races you've tackled. Um, you mentioned Unbound
1: like, Yeah, gravel. Unbound Gravel.
0: Okay, yeah. So yeah. you've done Unbound Gravel. Um, I know you've done Gravel Worlds because I saw you from afar there. But tell us about some of the other races you've done where there are just like endurance and gravel and craziness.
1: So I, I think right now, if you ask me to rank my greatest, funnest <laughs> uh, events, yeah. I would say uh, uh, Rebecca's private Anna who is up there on the list of things. Um, you know, it's a multi-day stage race and I actually never done a stage race before, mm. but now I'm sold. Uh, so what makes this gravel bike race unique is the format, right? You have the three days of racing. Um, there's a, so the first day is only 45 miles, right? That's right. not a long day. Mm-hmm. And. But you're coming from, you know, for example, for, for a person like me, I'm coming from Iowa, pretty much sea level, um, and going up to, you know, 6,000,
2: 7,000
1: mm-hmm. feet, mm-hmm. Uh, and riding up there. But what's unique was the first day was 45 miles, and 25 of those miles, I believe, are all single track.
2: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, it's not the single track that I'm used to, which is super flowy. It's like actual mountain biking, right?
0: (laughs) And And I assume big rocks and roots and the real stuff.
1: The real stuff. It's real mountain biking. Uh, But everybody shows up on on the gravel bike. So the bike and fork that you start out with uh, for the event is what you have to finish on. So you can't swap out for a mountain bike on day one and then you know, have your speedy gravel bike the next two days. So but but the challenge of the forty five miles is fast. The you know the single track, which is really unique. It's beautiful country, you know, you're high above the mountain stuff riding your bike. Um but you have from uh, we started I believe eight and you had to be done in like two and a half hours mm.
2: uh,
1: for the for the uh for the single track section which you know, you think, oh, okay, that's, you know, to only go that many miles uh, in such a short distance, but the single track part of it, you know, you get grades of upwards of 20%, you know, 22%. <sighs> so steep that you can't even push your bike up just walking up. Wow. <laughs> so stuff like that excites me, terrifies me in a moment, but it also excites me after I look back at it. Uh, but then, you know, that's stage one. So we made the cutoff, you know, you ride, you do an out and back course. I ran out of water. So that was a fast for me after running out of water mm. um, on the day one, but I only had like two miles to the finish, you know, it's high desert. So very unique uh, to what it does to the body. So you're sweating, but not actually sweating. Yeah. You don't feel
0: it. Right.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. And then you have the day two, day two uh, it was, it was 50 miles. Uh, really all uphill and but you had the section that's uh, I want to say four and a half miles of timed and Oh. Rebecca Rebecca Rush herself actually sends you off to start your segment so it's pretty cool to actually talk to the legend in the flesh there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you you ride as fast as you can up the mountain you know for four and a half miles. and then you get up there you have a red bull of course his father a red bull and then you turn around. <laughs> and you pedal down you know 25 30 miles or downhill so oh,
2: wow
1: <laughs> yeah it's really really unique uh and then the third day of that you take the day um there's a day off in the middle which is optional you can ride it if you want to and then the last day is 100 miles uh you start off with a 50 mile climb up this mountainside. really cool uh, once you get up to top of the mountain it's kind of more like gravel like anywhere else. But mm-hmm. Really beautiful. It's surrounded by mountains. So that's probably right now number one on my list of adventures that I would love to do every year uh, if possible.
0: Yeah, it sounds amazing. And, you know, I'm like, oh, man, they leave the longest, you know, event for the last day. But I guess, you know, like you said, you're kind of, if you can acclimate a little bit to the elevation and Probably have a lot of fun in between rides and races. So, oh man, that's been on yeah. my list for years to do that. So you're talking me you into should. it.
1: <laughs> you should do it. And there's an <laughs> optional day. There's an optional day before you do the last uh, longest race. So, and, and you know, the first two days are shorter, you know, so they're 45 miles. So you're done, Yeah. you know, before, before 1 o'clock every day and you can relax and recover.
0: Wow. And how many miles did you do when you did, like, Gravel Worlds?
1: Gravel Worlds was, that's another one of my favorites. I love those guys out yeah. there, too. Um, I feel like they really do a good job of, of making sure that everybody has a fun day on the bicycle. Um, yes, I, I think I do remember seeing you in uh, next to Andrea there, you yeah. Andrea at Gravel Worlds. Um, Gravel Worlds was 150 miles. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I didn't have the best day this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't train as much as I wanted to, but a part of me thinks, well, you've done all these, you know, multi-day long uh, bike events. So I'm like, oh, 150 miles. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can do that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, this year they decided, I was talking to actually one of the uh, event organizers, like, why did they make this, you know, race so healing this year? Because in uh, the year before 2020, no, 21, it was relatively flat. I think over the 150 miles, I think you had somewhere in the neighborhood of 7,000 feet of elevation. So that's not bad for 150 miles. Mm -hmm. Um, But they decided, you know, people were like, oh, Nebraska is flat. So, you know, like, don't tempt, don't tempt (laughs) the... uh, yeah, don't, don't tempt fate guys don't
0: wake, wake <laughs> the monster
1: <laughs> yeah and it you also know, like well you want flat we'll show you and it was like eleven thousand plus feet of climbing um it was windy yeah. every single direction you turned.
2: yeah
1: uh, but such a fun day super super tough day um so it took me quite a while to finish but it was uh Definitely, it definitely holds a special place in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be doing it again next year for sure.
0: <laughs> yes, me too. And, um, and like you said, it's in Nebraska. And I've done a couple interviews with the organizers on this podcast, and we kind of laugh because most people who aren't from the Midwest or live near the Midwest, they only know about Nebraska when they drive their cars down Interstate 80, which is extremely flat and boring. But uh, you and I can say... <laughs> there's plenty of elevation in nebraska
1: yep yeah exactly you know when you're speeding down 80 you know going 70 some miles an hour yeah. through nebraska you're like oh man these guys don't have
2: any hills Yeah. what is this
1: and then you get it you know even uh, like uh, there's a there's a, another endurance race i've done uh, in the des moines area by winterside iowa uh it's called pilot horses usually in october mm-hmm. super hilly super hilly uh and that's a that's a tough one, but you know, prior to actually doing that event, I just didn't know that, you know, Iowa had such epic, epic climbs.
2: Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Although um our friend Sarah Cooper does a great job of seeking out the steepest, craziest <laughs> elevation yes. she can find. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I, you know,
1: I, I have attempted that event twice and I've never finished
0: it. Ah,
1: uh, Yeah, because it's it, like you said, she's, uh, those that's a tough course. Uh, you have to really be ready because of the you know, it could be really cold uh, mm-hmm. that time of the year. Yeah. So there's a lot of elements to contend with just in fitness. It's a lot to put Yeah, in yeah. plan.
0: Well, any other races or rides that you want to uh, talk about or brag about?
1: Um, you know, I would say, uh, unbound also is a unique event, mm-hmm. you know, that's 200 miles. Uh, I, I love, uh, you know, that, that was, a, it's, it's, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Cause that's a long time on a bicycle yeah. and a long way to go on uh, <laughs> gravel,
0: on gravel, on gravel. Yeah.
1: Um, but my, I would say one of the, uh, second, to, to uh, Rebecca's private Idaho, I would say would be the Rad Dirt uh, Fest in Trinidad, Colorado. Oh. Um, yeah. So that's pretty. That's uh. It's a sleeper active uh event. It's only this is the second year, uh. It's been happening, uh. But it's really. It's not very high up in the mountains. Still six thousand feet. Mm. But they have some of the most beautiful gravel roads. In, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, and easy to get to. Um, I like when I go to do events that I don't have to drive very far from, let's say, campground or hotel to yeah. get to the event or to get the gravel roads. Mm-hmm. And Trinidad is just one of those, like, you can ride out to every gravel road um, uh, pretty easily without having to get in your car. Nice. And
0: so, what's, what's the so name of that a, event yet?
1: Uh, that one's called the Rat Dirt.
0: Okay, because that makes me think of... Yeah. It would be single track, but it is a gravel event.
1: Yeah, gravel event. You can do single track if you want to as well. Oh. And uh, <laughs> What's unique about it is, is you know, they have uh, – uh, Actually, so we were riding, uh, and we had been told, you know, there's there's bears there. Oh. And I don't do I don't do bears very well. (laughs) Maybe if I'm in a car.
0: (laughs) Wait, does anybody do bears very well? (laughs) You know, I've
1: talked to some people like, oh yeah, you know, black bears, whatever. I'm okay with that. No, 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 no. I don't want to run into a bear riding my bicycle. Um, (laughs) But you know, I guess Trinidad, Colorado has the highest concentration of. A black bear is in the lower 48. So, uh, so when you ride out there, you should have bear spray just in case.
0: Did you see any?
1: I did. I, I did. Oh, you did. They run around the, <sighs> they run around the city like you know, like we see deer here in Iowa. It's, yeah. Uh, the black bear population is just that. The, the high there. They just run all
0: over the place. Wow. I don't, I do not think I would like want to wake up in the morning, grab my coffee, and be like, oh, there's a bear in my backyard. Like, no, thank you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you, I think we agree on something. I, uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I'll stick with the deer and the raccoon that would run around my
0: back. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I know you've been to many, many places throughout the United States to do gravel riding. And I'm guessing you probably are a huge fan of Iowa gravel, based on what you said earlier in this interview. But do you have a favorite place that you like to take your bike and ride?
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, right, uh, right now, and uh, you know, I like said Trinidad, Colorado, is my favorite place
2: oh, to uh, wow to
1: ride my bike. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say there's a couple of things that work for it. The pro- proximity it's, yes, it's still a long drive from here to there, uh, from Iowa city to Trinidad, mm-hmm. but you don't have to go up any mountain passes. So it's pretty easy to get to, mm. uh, it cools down at night. So if you're tent camping, uh, you don't have to worry about, you know, sweating in, in your, in your tent, like, you know, you would here in Iowa in the summertime. Yeah. Uh, it's a, in a smaller metropolis, uh. And, you know, the riding is just so much untapped gravel, Mm. open roads. And, you know, I think they're trying to push it to be a touristy destination. Mm -hmm. So the people are so nice uh, when you ride on your bike. You know, people give you plenty of space when they're passing you, when they're driving. The views are just fantastic. There's so much history there. Um, there used to be a lot of coal mining there, so there's a lot of history about small towns there. Mm-hmm. But the roads, the gravel roads have canyons. It's it, uh, fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. Would you um, describe Colorado gravel similar to Iowa gravel? Because I always feel like the gravel is a little bit different every place you go. But how would you describe yeah. Colorado gravel?
1: So I think, for example, if, if we look at Trinidad, uh, their gravel, since there's not a lot of, like, heavy tractors and stuff that do, the, like, here in Iowa, where we do the corn and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Their gravel roads are more mainly, like, fire road access. Ah, uh, okay. But not more of a dirt mountainside road, more of, like, a hard-packed pavement mm-hmm. style gravel,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know. So, I would say it's closer to pavement than actual gravel. Mm-hmm. Um, but very unique
0: well what okay overall just like as a general overall thought or feeling what do you think inspires you to keep riding your bicycle
1: you, you know what the uh the ability to just be able to pick up your bike and and ride farther than most people can drive in a day
2: mm.
1: to me it's it's really appealing um but, you know, also riding on a bicycle and see, you're more, a lot more intimate uh, to the environment that so you're yeah. riding through than than you normally do when you're just spitting through with a car. Uh, you know, you get to talking to so many people, you know, people are always curious. You know, you bicyclists, what are you doing out here? It's so far away from, you know, from civilization. <laughs> so it's always fun to talk to these people and, and you know, get their stories of, you know, Oh, man, I've lived here my whole life, and you know they ask you where you're from, and it's I just love the interactions that I, I normally have out there. Um, one of the stories I love to tell is my early days of bike parking,
2: mm-hmm.
1: We went uh, to uh, Whitefish uh, Montana. Oh, yes. they have uh, they have the bike retreat there. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but it's really like a hostel for biking. Mm-hmm. Um, really beautiful place. Uh, there's mountain biking, there's gravel biking. So the plan was to bike from Whitefish to Glacier National Park and then back. Ah. So the first day, that was, you know, we had to go up Red Meadow Pass, which is close to like 30 miles of uphill. Oh, my. And, <laughs> and you, you, you're riding with a loaded bike and it's it was still after snow at the top of the of Red Meadow Pass. So we get to the top. And I had never been to a place so quiet, Mm.
2: you
1: know, and we got to the top snow park. There's like two feet of snow still. Um, and I could hear my heartbeat, you know, just standing there. Wow. Uh, And the city boy in me like, I need to get off this mountain. The sun's going down. I don't want to camp up here. I'll be pushing our backs to the snow these two guys jump out of nowhere um and and you know they were bike parking they were doing uh, parts of the tour divide oh um, okay so that, yeah so the tour divide goes through uh part of that red metal pass there and you know we got to talking and went uh, sorry we exchanged so, so i like those organic moments where you just create a bond with these people mm-hmm. you just met you know but you the one similarity is the love for bicycles
2: yeah
1: uh so so they're like, Are you camping up here? We're like, No, no, we're going out to the next town, it's called Paul Bridge. Uh I didn't want to tell them, I didn't wanna, you know, talk to the to grizzly bears. Uh anyway, he's <laughs> like, Oh, he's like, no, you guys should stay. It's like this lake has the highest population of grizzly bears in the lower forty oh, eight. like no. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah so i'm like no no i'm like no we're not gonna do that so i told my wife we need to go we need to go right now (laughs) so luckily it was you know another like 25 miles downhill that way you know so we just it all the way down to town and we put up our tent in the next morning we went to a local diner there to get some breakfast and we're talking to there's a there was a doctor there that does uh does free medical services for the uh so there was a, i think the black tribe of the, the American, the, the indians that oh, okay. live in that part of um he's like oh you know because we need an internet for something i don't remember what it was he's like oh I'll, you can go back to my house and i'll give you internet they, they it's just so people are so generous when mm-hmm. you know when you're out there so we went to his house and we're having a conversation he's like oh did you guys see the family of grizzly because we camped right outside of his property not so far away He's like, yeah, there's a family of grizzly like right over there. I'm like, oh, so I thought we were like off the mountain, we're you know super. Yeah, you're safe. Safe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but we we made it. It, it rained up, it rained the whole day, and we took this road. It's called the Inside North Fork Road, uh, and I think it used to be part of the tour Divide. I don't know if it's still part of it. Uh, it's super rugged. We couldn't. We had to push our bike up most of the places. So as we are riding. I keep seeing this, this bear tracks and bear cut. I'm like, this looks fresh. I think there's a bear here. As, as we go around the corner, there's a giant grizzly right on the road. No. In the middle of the road. <laughs> uh. so, so I froze, I froze and I'm like, okay, what do we do now? Uh, we can't go back. Um, so I got my bear spray. Luckily, the bear didn't want anything to do with us. It ran off into the bushes still terrifying. So I rode with my best friend my, in my hand until we got to Glacier. Yeah. And once we, we got to Glacier and the park ranger, she's like, how did you get, you know, it was right after uh, sunset. Uh, she's like, how did you guys get into the park? We're like, oh, we used this road. She's like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, she, and if the park ranger says um, and like, I have a feeling that's not, you know, a, a good wow. Like, can you elaborate? <laughs>
0: <laughs> now that I'm safe, I you can tell me, yeah. you know, what, what I shouldn't have done.
1: <laughs> yeah, and she's like, well, now that you guys have made it, I'll tell you a story. She's like, last year we had to close down that road. It's called the Bear Highway <gasps> because a guy, a guy was bikepacking through there. And, you know, he ran into a grizzly and, you know, he sprayed it and it, it, ran, you know, it ran off and came back. So he finally, like, saw that he wasn't giving up. He jumped off his bike. And then he ate his bike seat. He had a Brooks saddle. So, the more of the story, don't don't ride the Brooks saddle.
0: <laughs> Real leather right. is not necessary on a bike around bears.
2: <laughs> Correct. <laughs>
1: but it's you know, I'm, even after all that stuff, it's just it's still amazing. You know, it's otherwise we wouldn't be here telling stories. Just being able to go out there and an adventure and kind of you know. See new things, experience new things. That's why we ride bikes.
0: Yes. And the experience of Whitefish Mountain area is, you know, I'm so impressed because you'll start out at probably a normal temperature, normal surroundings, and then you went all the way up to where there's still snow and then came back down. Like, that's the kind of stuff that you want to experience by bicycle because it's, you know, you're going at a smaller pace. You can look around, enjoy your surroundings super super cool
1: Absol- yeah absolutely i think it's the diversity of, of just what you see and and, and feel it's, it just makes uh, bike touring quite exciting
0: yeah well and the grizzly bears make it even maybe a little bit too exciting but so far all your stories have good endings <laughs>
1: <laughs> absolutely <laughs>
0: Okay, so I know that you are hoping to do RPI and Gravel Worlds and maybe Unbound, but anything else on your calendar for next year?
1: Yeah, so I'm kind of, next year I'm gonna shoot for, uh, there's an event that I've been eyeing but just hadn't had the time. Uh, you might know it, uh, called Mid-South.
2: <laughs> oh, yes.
1: Uh, I, I ran into Bobby uh, Winter uh, of the Mid-South uh, at the end of uh, Gravel Worlds, actually. Uh, and he extended an invite uh, for me to, to go try out uh, mitza. So that's, I've been wanting to do that. It looks like such a rad event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to be excited to go try that out. Uh, so that's uh, number one. And I think there's another one called uh, Gravel Locos oh. Locos in, in Heiko, Texas.
2: Hmm. Uh,
1: I think they have one in Pueblo, Colorado as well, but I think I'll be doing the Heiko one. But those are the two events that I'm shooting for to end RPI, if uh, Rebecca will have me back. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, that all sounds so awesome. And then, of course, when you're not doing races, you're still enjoying gravel, whether it's with friends or a weekly ride or just maybe you and your wife. Like, it sounds like a gravel is a very important part of your life.
1: Absolutely. Uh, You know, the people I've met uh, through, you know, gravel cycling it's such a it's such a community uh i've made lifelong friends from just you know gravel cycling we're going out tonight Here and i will see we have a local ride that starts out a local bike shop uh here and it's monday night everybody's welcome of all levels you know mm-hmm. uh, cycling abilities so you know we'll be doing that tonight you know, it's no no drop ride, so we wait for everybody. We all roll back, in you know, oh, the team. Fun. Yeah, Re- Yeah, really cool. And we end at the brewery, have some beers, um, uh, and you know, call it a night.
0: And you add another element of excitement because you'll probably be pedaling most of your ride tonight in the dark. So that's Correct. Always adds <laughs> a little fun to a gravel, uh, you know, excursion.
1: Absolutely, I have my lights charging right now. Ready oh, good. To uh, <laughs> Be, and I think we've been really lucky today. I think it's supposed to be in the 50s for temperatures. So oh, that should yeah. be yeah. pretty good.
0: Well, before we go, um, can you give us like your social handle so that people can maybe go check out your videos?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, um, I go by io Gang on Instagram and also io Gang on YouTube. Uh, YouTube, you know, I, I have my more longer form videos up there. And then Instagram more sharing what I'm writing that day. Uh, and random bike stuff
2: (laughs) yeah
0: and i love your youtube videos they are you definitely feel like you're there so those are awesome
1: thank you i want people to know what it's like to be in the middle of the park there you know without being the fastest person out there but you know just even like uh, experience
0: i love it well thank you so much for coming on the podcast and you know sharing your gravel stories i absolutely loved it
1: Thank you for having me. I'm a big fan of the podcast. I'm glad that I got a chance to converse with you on it.
0: Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, that's it for this week. A few great deals to send your way. Use code MURFOLOGY at hammerhead.io to get a free heart rate monitor with your crew, too. And a shout out to Lily Trotter's compression socks. Use code Murphology to get 20% off your purchase of the best compression socks. Also use code PRIMALMURF for 20% off your Primal Wear cycling gear at primalwear.com. Of course, email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com if you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting. Support my podcast at patreon.com slash morphology, and visit my Facebook, Instagram, and website for daily entertainment. I have more great episodes in the pipeline, so I hope you continue to be a Morphology podcast listener.